Welcome everybody this week to another episode of the Think and Reform podcast. Uh, my name is Luke Saint. I am your host for this podcast where we challenge every idea that exalts itself against the Word of God. And we love engaging culture. We love engaging everything that the Bible talks about. Uh, John Bingaman is here. Say hi, John. Hi, John. And uh, Jim Mogul's here. And my dad, Joel Saint. Say hi. Hello. Um, so you don't need to say hi to the camera. You just need to say hi to the people listening on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> More people listen than watch. So that's who we got to cater to. Should uh, I say hi again? Or? Uh, no, you don't. Can they see again. me waving? Yeah. Um, well, they can't hear you, the people listening, but they, if they, they, they go to our Facebook channel... Uh, the Mid-Atlantic Reformation Society, they will see us waving. So there you go. Great plug. Okay. Also, check us out on uh, christendom.press, which is a Christian news aggregator, if you have a, a chance, and uh, go to christendom.press. And um, did anyone get a chance this week to see the debate of Calvinism versus Molinism, James White versus William Lane Craig? No. No? no. I saw it was, was that new? But I did not oh, it just happened it. like two or three oh, days I ago. Oh, I got to see Or they, they broadcasted it two or three. They probably happened last week. Okay. okay. But it is, does anyone know what Molinism is? Everyone familiar with Molinism, right? It's, it's the middle knowledge argument. It's, it's there to argue that um, God doesn't know what you are going to do. He knows what you would do, right? It's this called middle knowledge, oh. okay? And James oh, White was get, arguing. Gets God off the hook. Yes, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. Gets yes. God off yeah. the hook. <laughs> and yeah. now, now God um, uh, isn't responsible for making anybody sin, right? right. Yeah. So it's understandable why people would try to do that. But White is making the argument that Molinism was created by a Jesuit, Molina, to combat the Reformation, right? Sola Scriptura, right? And he's up against William Lane Craig. William Lane Craig, okay. yes, yes. Right. And uh, uh, it's 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 not um, it's not like very nitty gritty. They go nitty gritty for maybe like five or ten minutes. It's only an hour and like half long or something like that. But it's a really interesting uh, argument, and uh, they nobody embarrassed themselves. Even William Lane Craig was very gracious and you know everyone was uh, did a really good job but um unfortunately uh, molinism yeah there's there's a question that did it for me in that debate where white says um okay can you base molinism on the bible can show me the scripture where you get molinism from and williams like craig said i can't do that but and i was like oh there it is it's over <laughs> and for a lot of, and so he admitted like it's a philosophical system that is drawn put onto the bible rather than taken from the bible right and so he says, you know, there's verses that support it, but I don't get the idea from the Bible. I get the idea from Molina, essentially. So, yeah, really interesting debate. Um, definitely right up our alley. Interesting stuff. Uh, Calvinism versus Molinism. James White and William Lynn Craig on the Unbelievable podcast. So if you ever get, ever get a chance, go check that out. Uh, so this week uh, here on the Think and Reform podcast, each of us brings something to talk and discuss about. Dad, what do you have for us this week? Yeah, I want to talk about how do we know what's true, and but more importantly, why should we care? Because if we don't care, then we'll never know. But if we do care, then we'll probably at least try to learn and to, to figure it out. And so I, I, I tell you why I'm thinking about this. Um, my, my wife and I, your your mother and I, had a uh, discussion this week. She was she was looking at the um, rise of Lakeview Community Church in Houston. Um, Joel Osteen's father's name was John Osteen, got that off the ground uh, along with his mother. And she was looking at a documentary one, and everything is so big and so wonderful and so overwhelming. And it looked like it's just such a great experience to go there. And so she was asking me, <laughs> comparing a little bit to, uh, you know, um, Little Independence Reform Bible Church. Yeah. You know, and, and, and saying, well, what, 
what are we doing? You know, how are we helping? What, 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 what's, what, what good are we doing here? So I began to think about that. A I'm little sure bit. that church has a lot of programs. Oh man, uh, I, I, yeah, I, I, I mean, and Joel Osteen's got to be probably a better administrator than he is. Uh, um, what, what do you call it? Motivational speaker. Mm. He's definitely not a pastor. But anyway, as a pastor, I, I, I sometimes wonder, what am I doing? These sermons that I preach, week in, week out, do they matter? And um, I, I, I began to go in a little bit different direction, think about this, and ask this, ask this question. Is, is this a legitimate statement? You can believe what you want. Now, in many discussions we get, that's kind of like a, an argument ender. Or, or, or kind of like a like we're not going to agree here. Instead of saying we're going to agree to disagree, a little more edgy is you can believe what you want. But I want to ask today: Is that a legitimate thing for a Christian to say ever? You can believe what you want. And the second question is: Does anyone really believe that? And I'm going to argue that the the answer to both of those is no. Um, here, here's why. Do we really believe that God's word is truth? Would we say to a person who's who's ingesting arsenic or poison, hey, you can eat whatever you want? Would we say that? Well, if we wouldn't say that, uh, th then why would we say you can believe whatever you want if we really do believe that God's word is truth and it's life? Because if it's not, if anything other than God's word is 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 truth and life, well, then maybe you can. But as believers, we understand that God's word is life and it's truth, and anything against that is is death. So we we I, I'm saying we cannot say, well, you can believe whatever you want. We 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 can, we we can say that in the sense of it's going to lead you to death, but we can't say it in, out of context. There's a context to it. You can believe whatever you want, but if it's not God's law word, it will lead to death. And I, I but but here's the thing. I think in most cases we don't believe that anymore. We, we just, we really do believe that you can believe whatever you want, even go against God's law word. And you know what? You're probably going to be okay. Just keep the picket fence painted. Uh, you know, do your job and uh, don't uh, become an axe murderer or, or, or whatever. Uh, here, here's the thing. I'm saying you cannot love your neighbor as yourself and say that at the same time. If you say you can believe whatever you want, it doesn't matter. And, and see, that's what's often implicit in that in that comment. You're saying it doesn't matter what you believe. At that moment, you're not loving your neighbor as, as yourself. You can't do it at the, at the same time. And, and why am I saying this? Because we know that lies are deadly uh, and, and just as important. The only defense we have against lies is the word of God. It's not more research. Uh, you know... <laughs> It's not. It's, it's not more experts. I, I love. I love these pagans get online and social media, right? And and, and their their big defense is is always uh, peer reviewed. There's a uh, uh, peer reviewed studies. Yeah. Peer reviewed. Yeah. Got me peer reviewed. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I got a peer for you. Uh, Jesus Christ, yeah. the Alpha and the Omega. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, <laughs> if it's if it's lots and lots of liars, it must be true. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Are you crazy? Mm -hmm. And and so I, I, I want to talk about three passages very, very quickly. The first one is, and poor the poor people, all you guys attend the Independence Reformed Bible Church, and you've heard me preach, and I just can't get away from Genesis, Genesis 3. Yeah. I know, I can't, <laughs> I can't do three. it. I, I can't do it. I, 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 if there's ever a passage, if there's ever anything that explains everything, 
The closest you're going to get is Genesis 3, I think. Now, it doesn't explain everything, because then why would you need the rest of the Bible? But without with Genesis 3, I don't think you can understand the rest of the Bible. And I, I know I've... There was a lie. God says, in the day you eat of it, you shall surely die. So in order for them, for, for, for them to die, they first had to believe the lie. So, so think... What in the world is that? I don't know what that was. Who's anyway, the perpetrator there? The, the perp. I don't know who that was. That might have been me. Anyway, um, think, think of this. Lie, die. In other words, if you, you, you be, before you get the death, you have to believe the lie first. Eve believes the lie. And the only thing keeping her from, from, uh, from killing herself is the word of God. She looks at the fruit. And every single thing that, that she can see, every, every thought that she has is eat that fruit. It's good for food. It's desired to make one wise. And it's, it's, it was desirable to look at. Uh, all the reasons. All the reasons. The only thing stopping her was the word of God. That's it. There was, there was nothing else. She believes a lie and then they die. John 6, 63 Christ says, my, my words, they are spirit and they are life. His words, his words are life. Anything against those words is death. And, and, and I know that we kind of, th we have this idea of thinking, oh, let's look at statistics and let's read this book or whatever. Yeah, all those are important for us to be able to think our way through the, the, the challenges that we have. But if we don't have an underlying basis of the word of God, I ask anybody, how do you know what you believe is, is true? Um, here, here's a question. How do you know the United States got on the right, right side in World War II, for example? Mm -hmm. How do you know? You, you got on the sides of the Nazis or, or the communists to fight the Nazis. How do you know you should have gotten on the side of the Nazis to fight the communists? How do you know? Or na any side. Or like I think Pat Buchanan uh, answers, she should have stayed out of entirely. Mm -hmm. How do you know? And I love people say, well, it's 99.99. You don't know that. You might be half and half. You might be 100%. You don't know without the word of God. You, you don't. And so as a pastor, I must give my hearers the living word of God. It is the only thing that keeps them from lies and death. That's, that's it. And when I stand up there in a the, the pulpit and explain and develop and apply the word of God, I am, and every other pastor who ever does this, is actually giving people life mm -hmm. by giving them what they need to stay away from lies. Mm. Uh, I'm going to steal your thunder here, Jim. I'm totally going to steal your thunder because I remember when the first Mars meeting I ever went to, Jim, one of the first things Jim said was, you know, I, I realize that people get this confused a lot, but you have a legal right to your own opinion, but you don't have a moral right That's to your exactly, own opinion. That's exactly, I was going to bring that up. Yeah. <laughs> you did steal thunder. Yep. I did. Yep. Yeah, yeah, go ahead did. and talk about that, Jim. That's well, exactly yeah, relevant. I, yeah. you, you just said it. You, you, we've heard a million times everybody has a right to their opinion and that's not true uh, as you said you have a legal right to it i can't i can't legally force you not to have your opinion. i'm not going to call the cops exactly right exactly but you don't have a moral right to your own opinion but, 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 that based on, that's based on yeah. nothing but they will call the cops on us that's what we're seeing now. <laughs> yeah yeah right we're seeing that yeah, yeah. right you see, yeah. see nobody believes see even the people that hate us 
They don't believe, and they're saying, "Wow, I can believe whatever you can believe." No, no, they do not believe that we can believe whatever we want. Yeah, that's why God and the Bible are out of public school. You can't believe that. Yeah, right, All right. right. Yeah, All right, I took over your time. Again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can you bring the microphone a little too close to you there, Jen? Yeah, yeah. That, that's just uh, that, that's just it. I, I was talking the other day uh, to, to a friend about a discussion I had at the polls with some with some ladies who were there for. For, oh, the, these are the for, the, for the opponent of the yeah, yeah. Uh, of the person I was at the polls for, and, and they were going on and on about uh, uh, we, we we just need for our politicians to 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 get together and unite and 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 <laughs> and, uh, and get something done. And I said, you don't really mean that. I said, what you mean is you want our politicians to do what you want them to do, mm -hmm. and I want them to do what I want want them to do. I said, you don't just want them to to get together, and yeah. and, and of course they, they couldn't agree with that, but but uh, obviously, right. yeah. I, I said I I brought up a few things. I don't remember what they were, but see, I, I want them to get together and do this and this. Oh no, no, we don't <laughs> we don't want them to do that. Yeah. So, I thought you wanted them to unite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's the same thing. It, Instead it, of uh, one boot on my neck, I'd like twenty. You know, the all, <laughs> all united uh, uh, boots on my neck. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and, and just for clarification, <clears throat> the opinion that that goes against the word of God is what we're talking about. We're not we're not talking about like my my favorite sports car is a Corvette. We're not talking about right. that kind of right. opinion. Just for clarification, right. we're talking about opinions that 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 counter that contradict the word of God. You can have the opinion that God does not exist. You have the legal right to that, but you don't have the moral right to say, to say that because right. all morality comes from God. And he said you do not have the moral right to, ha to have that opinion. You're a fool if you have that opinion. The, the Old Testament application of this, uh, <clears throat> interesting, is that in Israel, uh, foreigners you know, would have the protection of the law of Israel. And they could come in and believe their gods yes. and set up idols in their own homes. But they weren't allowed to proselytize in the public square. Yeah. That was that was verboten. That was that was a no go, and so they're saying the same thing. Yes, you have the legal right to believe that at home. Mm -hmm. You know, we're not going in your head. We're not going to force you. We're not right. going to turn thumb screws. But if you try to convince people, yes, that that's true mm -hmm. in our public square while you're under our protective laws, the laws of the God that you say doesn't exist. That's a no. Yeah. We're not going to we're not going to allow that. And they'd stone them. Yes. I think that's the, the, the brilliant aspect. And I, I just recently came to that realization that the law doesn't stop all idolatry. It's not meant to. You can't. It's not meant to stamp out idolatry. It's not meant to stamp out, stamp out homosexuality. It's not meant to stamp out you know, things like weird things like bestiality. You can't do that. It just stops it from being celebrated and promoted in the public square. And that, that, that's the, the first argument people use against theonomy. Yes. Say, oh, well, Night rates. You, you think that that the that the law can can make people moral? Yes. That, right. That, that's, right. That's the first argument you used. Against yeah, you can't right. legislate morality. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which, <laughs> like, like legislation is. But that, but that's, a morality of some sort. Yeah, that's that's another self-contradicting statement. Of it's course. like it's like saying language doesn't exist. You can't. <laughs> you can't say that. You can't say that. I mean, and, 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 and for it may, makes sense as a contradiction. Yeah. yeah, convince me of that, but don't use language. Right. Yeah, exactly. Because it doesn't yeah. exist. So. Right. There is no truth. Yeah. yeah there, there is no truth. Is it's, that true? Yeah. And that's that's the problem with that statement. You can't legislate morality. You just did. You just did. <laughs> what? What Come on. Of? Yeah, so uh, that, I mean, but it goes back to, you know, we are talking about not um, my favorite sports car is a Corvette. We're talking about 
um, you know, opinions as, as far as they in, interact with the Word of God, the, the inspired, revealed revelation of, of God. Yeah. What do you got for us this week, John? Uh, it's kind of taken off where Joel, uh, where Joel stopped. Uh, you mentioned in your most recent rant here about public school prayer. And that, that came up in conversation uh, a little bit ago, and it got me to thinking about, well, wait a minute. You know, of course, prayer was removed from public school because public school is a religious education. It's humanist. It's, it's the religion of humanism. In, and, and so that's a temple that our children are going to when they go to public school. It's the temple of humanism. So, of course, they're going to remove Christianity from it. They should if that's what they believe. Just like we should toss humanists out of our churches, that if a religion is by its very nature exclusive. And so I've been ruminating on that. And, and at the bottom of that, at the base of that, is infallibility. At any system of thought, any, any religion, they, they have to maintain the idea that, they're, that their base is infallible. Their basis is infallible. And, and so exclusivity is absolutely correct. We have to we have to be exclusive as Christians, and so I I, I just w- was out with some folks last night, and I said, you know what? I just I have given up apologizing for being a Christian. I've given up apologizing for stating the law, for stating what morals are, be, for stating what God says is right and wrong. I'm not going to apologize for that. Why would I? That that's an insult to God. So it, we have to get back to promoting these things, saying these things out loud. We, it's, it's, it's like getting people out of traffic for crying out loud. You know, if I say to somebody, homosexuality is wrong, and they say, oh, yeah, that's unloving. No, they're playing in traffic. Mm. I, I'm trying to get them out of the traffic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and so how is that not loving? And so we, we need to assert the right and wrong. We need, yeah. to, we need to say it out loud. Yeah. And, and, and this is going to be so vitally important as the chaos increases around us in this age of covid i mean if 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 they start camps if they if people start dropping over in the streets dead from from the jab in any kind of significant numbers we're going to have chaos people are going to be looking for right and wrong they're going to need to know what right and wrong is and the last thing we need to be doing is apologizing well you know our view is no, no, no. You hear no. that all the time. <laughs> Our view. Our view is no. The truth is, yeah. if if we were to follow this, this would work. Mm-hmm. If if we're going to rebuild a society, because we have to rebuild a society, yeah, we have to use these rules. And so that I mean, that's basically what you were saying. What's our job at IRBC? It's to tell the truth. It's our job as humans, under God's law and in His grace, to tell the truth. I I had a I have a friend who. Um, was interacting with a, a transgender person and he said he said you know I, I don't care I just I just you know use the pronouns that they want you know because I think that's you know that's that's how you be a friend to them I said that's not how you be a friend to them but you're not being their friend by 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 uh, encouraging that kind of behavior that's not how you love that person you know I, I actually you know I'm about to do a, a clip about Charlie Kirk here the head of uh, Turning Point USA and he's talking about um, what's his face Bruce Jenner right and he says, you know, when I talk to her and her and her, 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 right? And, and then he says to the person, he goes, you see how I'm calling her, her, 
right? And the guy's like, uh, yeah, I do notice that you're calling her her. And he goes, that's because she asked me politely. Okay, Charlie. All right. I mean, if, if that's your standard, that's your standard of love, politeness, right? So, well, Christians are nice. Yeah, Christians are nice, and if and if we're not nice, then what are we? You know what I'm saying? So we're not Christian. Right? Yeah. So, but 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 like you're, what you're saying, if we're not speaking the truth, um, you have to speak the truth in love, but you can't ever be loving without truth. That it's 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 an impossible thing to do. You, it's it's completely impossible. You can't do it. Dad, you're going to ring some scripture. Well, I say a quote. Uh, not quite. It's Jay Gresham Machen. Okay. <laughs> Close. <laughs> again, from Machen, again, men tell us that our preaching should be positive and not negative, that we can preach the truth without attacking error. I love that comment right mm. there. Preach the truth, don't attack. <laughs> like you can do that? Okay, enough of me. Back to Jay Gresham. But if we follow that advice, we shall have to choose, close our Bible and desert its teachings. The New Testament, I would say the Bible, is a polemic book almost from beginning to end. It is when men have felt compelled to take a stand against error that they have risen to the really great heights in the celebration of the truth. And, of course, we're being told that we're supposed to preach the truth and never attack error. That's, that's the latest happy thing. Right, and let the world define what error is. Oh, and, yeah. and love, too. Yeah, and love. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll tell you when you're being loving. I know when we're being loving, when, when, we're, when we shut up. That, that's when we're being loving for that. <laughs> what do you got for us this week, Jim? Uh, I, I think what we've done so far sort of uh, maybe sets the, the, the basis for it. Um, despite all the horrible stuff that's going on around us, you look here and there and you, you see some good things happening. And my fear is that uh, people will be satisfied with too little. Uh, we, we saw what happened in Virginia with the, uh, oh. with the school district there that, that, that uh, wound up turning an election uh, and, and, and some angry parents going after the school board. Uh, we, we've got a, a, an audit going in Arizona for the uh, 2020 election, and it looks like maybe, maybe, maybe something will happen there. And if it does, that'll be a good thing. Uh, Multiply that by a hundred. I mean, there's things going on all over the place that we don't even know about. Little victories here and there, and and my encouragement for people is don't be satisfied with too little. I'm really afraid that uh, like, like a thing in Virginia, there were there were there, a, a whole lot of people down there that once they saw a Republican won the election, were were happy enough and they went home and went back to their daily routine and aren't going to do another thing. Um, when you get them on a run, pursue them. You know, uh, uh, back to the school board in Virginia. Uh, okay, they expose the error, but they need they need to uh, they need to throw out the school board and, and and you know multiply that by all the different things that are going on. Uh, the 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 the, uh, the election fraud. Okay, you expose some election fraud, but what's that worth? You need to put the fraudsters in jail. When we have another election, those people need to be sitting in jail. That's the only way it's not going to happen again. Mm. You're not going to fix it by passing another law and say, oh, good, we did something about it. Because if you're not going to enforce the law and, 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 and punish people for breaking it, then, then what have you done? So, so uh, I don't know. What, what, what do you guys have to say about that? Uh, well, you, you said don't be content with too little, and I thought immediately of Donald Trump. For a lot of for a lot of Christians, perfect example. Uh, yeah, perfect. Being perfect content example. with too little, you know, he he's fighting back. The media hates him. He says 
he speaks a lot of truth and he fights he fight, yeah, I feel like he's fighting for me but that's and that's it I mean that that's that's American political I mean the Christian political success story and and you know obviously we the the view of this podcast is you know it's 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 really hard to love Trump it's even harder to hate him um, but you know he's not the answer to our problems and for a lot of Christians right. he is he is the answer to all of he's our enough. problems yeah. he's enough he's enough and right that, that, is is that a problem peculiar to Christians because I, I don't see our no, enemy no 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 well well I, I'm not sure I'm not sure it's not. Well, I, I, I would say I, I, don't, I never see our enemy doing that. Our enemy goes oh, for the jugular, yeah, and and they keep okay. and they keep pressing and pressing until, and pressing until, until they get, until they they get there. Yeah, that's right. Well, how, why don't we ever over do generations? That? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Why don't we press the rights of Christ, uh, the responsibility to obey Him, his, his kingship over everything? But but no, we're like to John's point earlier, kind of apologizing for it, and whenever we say, "Well, I believe." That's an apology right there. That's an apologetic statement. Don't hold it against me. It's kind of what I believe. Hey, you yeah. can say that about Trump. I mean, yeah. I, I don't mind apologizing. Yeah. Yeah. For, for <laughs> if right. I want to say something nice about Donald Trump. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it, we should apologize uh, that we don't have better yeah. than somebody like him. Uh, but yeah. Shameful. But we never should apologize. The, Jim, I would. You're talking about school boards, and we need to turn them out. What we need to do is get rid of the schools. Yeah, abolish public schools. Abolish public schools. Yeah, that's the only way you're going to fix that because it's so centralized. You know, public schools actually weren't so bad when they were locally controlled. It was the centralization that that crushed them. Yeah, or at least sped it along. They, yeah, I mean, if you look at the history on the schools. You know, the, the getting the government involved started way, way back uh, with the old Deluder Act and all that kind of stuff. But and Horace Mann, and, you know, it, it's interesting. Horace Mann probably, uh, I mean, he was, by all accounts, he was Christian, but he huh. wanted the government in charge of the schools because of the unequal, uh, the unevenness of, of schooling. Hmm. Um, he thought that it, that would even it out and make it better. Hmm. And uh, but, you know, once you centralize, it's so easy to capture. Look at what happened to Princeton and Yale and Harvard. Yeah. You know, uh, look at what happened to our federal government. All, uh, what we're living through now, you can lay that at the feet of centralization, and that's where the schools... Yeah, see, see that's a problem, that's right? Okay, we're un- uneven, right, because of private school. Wait, wait till you get public school with the government running. And it's even. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's real nice and even now, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah wait, wait till you do that. You're, you're going to see what problems are. I just got a hold of a book. A friend gave me a book by Thomas Sowell on education. You know, and everybody whines about how the minorities don't get anything right. And so, and so all kinds of people worked hard for charter schools, right, to give minorities a chance, right? And guess who hates the charter schools the most? The education establishment. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 stop it. Like John said, go back to the Bible. It, it's where you're going to find the, the truth. Build your society from there. Start there. It's the eternal word of God. It is the foundation. Start there. Works every time. And, and going back to what you said, Jim, about don't accept too little. I see people. <laughs> this is a classic case of accepting too little. The school board meetings. And you see the YouTube video. 
local mom owns school board against critical race theory teaching, right? Yeah. So, and, and yay, yeah, yeah, that, that, right. She we, gives we got them. Yeah, yeah. She gives this Taught big. Them a lesson. She gives this big speech, and it's a great speech. And you watch the video, and they're yawning. Yes, exactly, John. <laughs> yeah. It's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. They finish yeah. it with. Yeah, she owned them. They, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, she got them good. <laughs> They're they're thinking about that and and and, and their their last they have the final word and the final word is the same as every other school board across the United States for all of time it has been the same just one word yeah. next yeah. that's next. right yeah they're next. they're listening to her and they're looking yeah. and thinking yeah beige yeah, yeah. I think yeah. these walls should be beige exactly yeah. they don't have to answer to anybody yeah. Yeah. oh we're we're really mad and yeah. we're gonna give I'm gonna sit there and I'm gonna point fingers at you and you gotta listen to me for two minutes and and and, and it always ends the same way two minutes are over two minutes are over your two minutes are done uh, okay I'm just gonna finish it your two minutes are done sir please move on you know, and 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 and, and the the video is oh she really owned the school board and everyone's like yeah got him good, but you just and accepted it, too little. What does what changes? It, nothing. It did nothing. Yeah. yeah the yeah. next week there's CRT right back in. in you know, it's 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 just the classic example of yeah, we, accepting too little. We are accepting too little because as long as they can take our money away from us by force for their agenda. Mm-hmm. Anything less than that is accepting way too little. Yeah, exactly. Way yeah. too little. Yeah. You know, yeah. Oh, you got to treat my money like it's my money. No, it's, it's their money now. Yeah. Okay. They got it by force. It's their it's money. It's their money. Yeah, right. They're going to keep doing with it. The, the, the people who can print as much money as they want yeah. steal yeah. money from us. It's just, yeah, go figure that one. I, I And, uh, uh, Dad, I'm, I'm always going to quote your observation from uh, the book I bought for you, I think, your birthday a couple of years ago. Happy birthday, by the way. Well, thank you. Um, a couple of years ago, the book I bought you about the uh, what's it called? Um, uh, On the second, yeah, the December second, yeah, it was, it was his birthday. Don't yeah. get anything big for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, a couple uh, uh, a couple years ago, I bought you a book. It was about the uh, uh, Rwandan uh, genocide okay. of the Tutsis yeah. by the Hutus, right? Yeah. And, and you and you made the observation, or they said in the book that you had both sides of the argument. Remember that? Yeah. Where one side said we need to kill them. And the other side said, no, we just need to enslave them. We need to imprison them, I think it was. was it. And so you had both sides yeah. of the argument. Yeah. And uh, I, 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 I see, but I love it. So it's how they frame it like that. It's both sides of the argument. you got both sides, right? And, and that's the end. That's how you frame the argument. And uh, uh, people fall for that all the time. And I'm going to give you an example here. Again, I'm going to talk about Charlie Kirk. And I showed you guys, guys this, and uh, hopefully you guys have a time to, to think about it a little bit. I'm going to play this video here. Uh, I'm going to play this audio clip. And uh, I'm going to talk about both sides of the argument, okay? And uh, the need for scriptural basis in our politics. Here it is. Get on the stairs if you want to ask a question. So I've got a question for you. Such a refined comment. I have a question for you, Mr. And, Harvey and I have Weinstein. A, a quick Such follow-up. Such a refined comment. So my first question for you is, do you know how much a, a K-12 education costs? Per pupil or per school? Per, per student. Dispen- depends on the school district or state. Let's, let's talk about an average. So, so per year, on average, it's about $18,500 per pupil, depending on the city or municipality or state. It can go as high as $27,000 per pupil if it's second through fourth grade in Chicago. Or it can go as low as $14,100 per pupil if it's private or charter school, which actually has proven to bring down the price of education. So thank you for the trivial pursuit type question. I'm actually surprised he had such a comprehensive answer to that. So yeah, I'm sorry, what? I'm surprised he had such a comprehensive answer to that. So kudos to you. Thank um, you. My, my follow-up, a question on that. No, hold on. This is a serious question, though. 
Um, you know, if you're if you're advocating for uh, pure uh, more of a where, capitalist society, sure, most absolutely. Sure. Uh, one of the things you need to talk about is education, right? Let's talk and about it. Education. Uh, it's a huge amount of taxes, huge amount of spending per student across the country. You know, we're looking at tens of thousands per year. Now, in, in a communist society, let's or sorry, not communist, capitalist society, uh, let's say there are none of these taxes. You expect each parent to have these hundreds of thousands of dollars to pay for the education of each of their children just for schools leading up to okay. college. So let me ask you a question. What, what funds local schools? Property taxes, federal taxes, and a load of other taxes. So what's the predominant funder of local schools? The most important one's going to be property taxes. Pro property tax. Have I ever advocated for the abolition of property taxes? You're talking about getting rid of a socialist institution. And Correct. The biggest socialist property tax is anything but a socialist institution. It's an ownership tax. If you don't want to pay property tax, it's, don't, don't it's buy the property. It's large contributions of everyone to take care of everyone in the way that you but accept if, it. If you don't want to live in the neighborhood, live somewhere else. You can live somewhere with next to no property tax. You can live in Butte, Montana with sure. a $14 a year property tax. There is no education system in the United States in which you can not get an education by living there. That's correct, yes. That is a But if you want to pay next to no, okay, it's not, so you, what's your argument, that I'm somehow like against taxes or? No, I, I am, am I am asking in a world without the taxes that you're talking well, I, I about. Want, I want to understand the question precisely. In this world where you have limited to no taxes, the okay. capitalist model, which is that, so let me make it perfectly clear. I would love to abolish the federal income tax. Probably not going to happen. So we can go to a 10%. Everyone pays 10%. That's plenty of money to fund essential government services. Now, let's talk about funding of schools. I've never not once said get rid of property tax. There's more than enough money in the property tax system, in the state tax system, and in the other ways that we fund education, such as the lottery and other government revenue services, to effectively fund public schools if if you're able to fire bad teachers and fight public sector teacher unions, if you're able to do that, if you're able to do that. Thank you. Okay, so uh, disclaimer, this is from Charlie Kirk and his organization called Turning Point USA. You can find them you know, online on Facebook. You know, They're prominent. Um, it's a very, very conservative group. They're big Trump fans, you know, that kind of a thing. And Charlie Kirk, I have a lot of respect for him. That was him talking there, giving the answer. I have a lot of respect for him because he's not ashamed to say I'm a Christian, I'm a Bible-believing Christian, and then he does talk about Christ and talk about you know salvation and things like that. However, however, you can tell from this video that he has not thought all these things all the way through. Um, um, Dad, you said you agree with the guy asking the question. He yeah. said this is a socialist property tax is a socialist institution. Yeah. Yeah. And there's Charlie Kirk saying, no, it's not. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, you know how I know that? Because it was, like, it was one of the planks in Karl Marx's <laughs> manifesto. <laughs> manifesto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's how I know that. Dead giveaway. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was a B-minus student, but I, you know. <laughs> I, you know, I, I look at the, this, and, and, and for Charlie Kirk, you know, for a lot of people, well, for a lot of Christians, that's both sides of the argument. A little bit of property, property tax versus a lot of property tax. Then there's this whole other argument I hear. How about we don't kill or enslave anybody? How about with that? You know, I'm over, and I see the meme all the time. I'm over here, like, you know, everyone's talking about, you know, all this tax and just a little bit of tax over here. I'm like over here trying to say, how, how about we try out freedom? What's wrong with freedom? You know, it, it, the freedom does not include a property tax. And, and, you know, the arguments are in there are, I mean, in, in, you know, put into a biblical perspective, the arguments are asinine. You know, oh, yeah, well, if you don't like it here, we'll just go move somewhere else. You can pay property taxes again. You know, no matter where you live, you got to pay property taxes, Charlie. I mean, and, and to him, he's, he's made peace with that. 
He's like, that's okay. But you can't get property taxes from the Bible. You just can't do it. And, and, and then he says, I, I want to abolish the federal income tax. Everybody should pay 10%. Yeah. <laughs> How are you going to do that? I mean, talk about what we were talking about before, settling for too little. Yes. How do you abolish the property, the, 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 the income tax, and everybody pays 10%? I don't know. I, I don't know how, how, he, how, he's, how he's like made peace with these arguments, but he, he's trying to represent uh, this, this. It's a terrible argument, and you can tell. He, I think even he didn't convince himself. The way he was flustered and talking, like, oh, what are you saying? And, you know, like he was kind of caught off guard. And, but the guy was making a, a great point. This is a socialist institution, and here you are. You're defending it. And, and Charlie Kirk's like, well, yeah, I am defending it, but it's not a socialist institution. Be- because I said so. Because I said so, right. And, 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 and that is a, 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 a goes back to Christians thinking that there's two sides of the argument. There's actually, like, there's always a third side that Christians many times they don't regard and that what does the bible have to say about this the bible's not silent the bible does not authorize the government to take money away because of where you live and if if charlie kirk was consistent in his biblical application he would have realized that but he's already made peace with this horrible argument and he, and, and and he's a socialist i'm sorry yeah. he's a socialist when yeah. you say it's okay to do property taxes you've gone out of the realm of capitalism and into the realm of socialism that is socialism and he, he's not arguing from a biblical basis or no. or from principles he's just got this bag of ideas that yeah. he can pull out and throw around and yep. yeah i wish i wish what i wish he would do and and i need to do this myself it has to do with language I'm trying to get. I'm trying to purge the idea of, of COVID vaccination out of my head because it's not a vaccination. Hmm. It's not inoculation. Yeah. It's it's. What can I say? What can I say? It's 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 a murderous thing that, that's going on here. I I have to call it something like an attack on uh, your, your immune system or or something like that. I want to come up with a, a, a I haven't come up with a good counter thing yet. Now. It's a, death, it's a death shot. Death shot. Yeah, there you go. Or, or as uh, if I'm allowed to say it on this podcast, as your Uncle Tim would say, oh, yeah. my brother. Go ahead, just say it, Dad. The, the needle rape. That's probably <laughs> the best. Uh, be, be, most, most. I, I mean, it's it's, it's accurate. It is. is what it is. Um, th- that's probably. I should, I should. I should probably use that word exclusively, mm-hmm. quite frankly, because it's not a vaccination. Mm-hmm. But I think you almost lose the argument when you, when you start to defend education. If you really believe, I'm thinking about this if I'm Char- Charlie Kirk, well, and let's talk about education. What's happening in these schools is definitely not education. I'm going to tell you why. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Mm-hmm. The fear of the Lord is it's the beginning of knowledge. It's not in there. It's not education. It's foolishness. The fool has said in his heart there is no God. So what we need to do is stop all foolishness. Let's all agree, no more taxes to the foolishness for the foolishness. Let's sell those huge brick buildings that are supported by people who are living in, uh, what do you call those uh, other buildings, stick-built homes, right? Yeah, the McMansions. Yeah, held together by siding and, and, and staples. But the local school, yeah, they, they, got, they got bricks, boy. Yeah, they do. They, 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 they're going to last there a long time. Yeah. Turn those things into, I don't know, paintball, um, <laughs> whatever. Kind of like laser tag. Swimming yeah, laser yeah, tag. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Sell them to the highest bidder or the lowest bidder or no bidder. Because what's happening in there is not the fear of the Lord. It is foolishness. And as soon as you say, to some degree, Luke, I think you almost lose the argument when you agree that what's going on in there is actual education. Mm. I think what Charlie gave away here was sovereignty. Hmm. Who's who's sovereign? He's, He's allowing the state 
to be huh. sovereign over God. Hmm. Uh, he, he, you know, the, he's uh, allowing, he's granting the state authority that they don't have. Hmm. He's saying, oh, we're going to give to Caesar what Caesar's. And Caesar is going to tell us what that is. Not the Bible. Right. So he gave away the store in, in terms of sovereignty. There's, you were talking about slavery and freedom and, you know, liberty. How do we define liberty? I, I like your description, Joel. Liberty is the, is the our ability to worship God it's, it, without interference. It's, it's, that's what liberty is. And the, the state is standing in our way at every turn. I mean, you can't turn around without some bureaucrat telling you no. You just can't. Mm. You know, can yeah. I get a cat? Can I get a dog? Yeah. Can I build my house here? Can I, can I change my toilet out because it's broke? No. Right. You know, there's a bureaucrat saying, well, let me look into that. You know, what? That's nuts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, right. so yeah, I, I, had a, I was telling somebody that when I was a kid, I had a skunk for a pet. Right? right? I caught a skunk. And um, it, was a, it was actually a pretty good little pet. Right? I found out, late, I, I found out later that I had probably broken the law. You need a, a special license to get a skunk for a pet. Okay. There you go. Now you've admitted it, and they're yeah. going to be at yeah. your yes, door. Yes, that's right. Yeah. yeah, hello. We heard you had a skunk. We heard you have a skunk. Yeah, yeah. You had yeah. a skunk. Yeah. Ex post yeah. facto. Yeah, you had, had a skunk at one point. Yeah, well, what kind, what kind, of, what kind of license do I need yeah. for a skunk at my door? But I, I, yeah, we, we, we ignore sovereignty. We, we just, we do it. We just... Yeah. Well, I, I don't think about it I, nearly enough. I, I often think about uh, Jeff Jeff Durbin's definition of what it means to be reformed. What does it mean to be reformed? And he said this. He said it means that you acknowledge God's sovereignty in everything. That's what it means to be reformed in everything, every sphere of life. Mm-hmm. To be reformed means that you acknowledge God's sovereignty. And, and I think about that often. I'm like every time, like I, I I test that definition against everything that I that 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 like is controversial. I'm like. It always checks out. It's like, true, yeah, mm-hmm. to be reformed. When I see people who are not reformed, it's an attack on God's sovereignty in this area. You know, it's, it's you know, the statists, that's an attack on God's sovereignty. To be reformed, and I make this argument right now, you have to be theonomic if you're reformed. A consistent application of Reformation theology or Reformed theology is to be theonomic. Yeah. God is sovereign over the state, so what does that mean? How do we apply that? Theonomy is the answer, and I, I, I believe you're right. He did give up. He did give up sovereignty, and uh, to be consistently reformed, to be reformed in all areas of life, you have to recognize God's sovereignty over the state. Great point. God's sovereignty over the state was definitely not in that response. No, it, it, it <laughs> was not. Yeah. yeah yep. And and but he, you know, he's one of the Christian heroes. You know. And going back to Jim point, Jim's point is we're just we're just we're 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 accepting too little. We need to accept the full counsel of God as the, the source and the authority, and we cannot put our faith in princes. So with that, folks, I thank everyone for listening to the Think and Reform podcast. Uh, we will see you guys next time. Thanks for listening.